calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is of gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Welcome to this new edition of Take 15. We will be discussing the screening methodology for Islamic indices and equity funds. I am Usman Hayat and joining me is Mr. Yusuf DeLorenzo. Mr. Yusuf, my first question would be, how would you define an Islamic equity index or fund? An Islamic equity index is essentially a benchmark uh, for investment managers, for investors. It differs very little from a conventional benchmark, but uh, what makes it Islamic is the fact that it uh, uses screens to filter companies into or out of the universe. Companies, in other words, that uh, comply with Sharia principles and companies that don't comply. So the idea is to have a, a benchmark that uh, lets investors be comfortable with, with their investments. So since we are talking about Sharia compliance, which is, you know, compliance with the Islamic law, does it mean that these indices and equity funds are not relevant for non-Muslim investors? No, not at all. In fact, they are very relevant. Uh, and in recent years, um, Islamic equity funds have become uh, quite competitive with their conventional counterparts. And moreover, uh, they offer um, real uh, value to investors across the board. Uh, and uh, there aren't necessarily premiums to be paid for them either. So it's a, it's a good deal. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the negative screening itself. What does the business negative screening mean? Well, the idea is to screen out companies that are not acceptable to Muslim investors for the reason that they contravene Islamic principles. Uh, for example, companies that produce tobacco, alcohol, um, casinos, gambling, uh, adult entertainment, these sorts of uh, industries are unacceptable to Islamic investors and so the idea is to screen those out so that the um, investor is uh, confronted with uh, a, a universe of companies that, um, that uh, are acceptable for investment. So are the conventional financial companies also screened out and why? Yes, they are, uh, for the reason that they are involved in uh, interest uh, generating businesses. And interest is prohibited by, uh, by Sharia, and therefore companies involved in interest are likewise. Now, companies can be involved in interest in two different ways. They can be involved as a primary business, such as in the case of insurance companies and banks, or they can be involved in interest in, a, in an indirect way uh, where uh, they're just a corporation with a lot of cash and they put the cash into, into bonds, for example, or other interest-bearing uh, instruments. So uh, if those levels are high, then those companies, too, are unacceptable. 
So what about companies which are involved in multiple businesses, some of which are Sharia compliant and some of which are not? We have to look, uh, uh, again, this, the screening process can be uh, uh, quantitative as well as qualitative. And what I mean by that is that we will look at the levels of interest activity. Uh, so you may have a company, I recall a case, for example, a car parts manufacturer in Canada decided for whatever reason uh, to uh, purchase a paramutual betting op operation, a, a horse racing track, for example. Uh, so that company went overnight from being Sharia compliant in the sense that automobile parts are perfectly fine and, and their financials were sound as well to being unacceptable once they added that line of revenue from the horse races. Now, uh, it's important to be able to quantify that revenue. Uh, for example, in that particular case, the revenue went from, from the horse races was around 20% of the total operation. So that's a huge amount of uh, what we call impure revenue. And that had to, that simply led to the disqualification of that company. On the other hand, if uh, there's a case of, a, of an office building, someone has invested in an office building, and the, uh, the, there's, a, there, there's a, a small uh, uh, shop, and a, a retail shop that, uh, or restaurant that happens to serve alcohol, if we can establish that the revenues from the alcohol are tiny, uh, a small, small percentage, then that can be uh, overlooked to the extent that um, uh, you know, the, the, the company will be accepted as, a, as an investment, but uh, investors may be asked to uh, purify a certain percentage of, of income from that company. So you know, there are different ways to deal with, with, with uh, uh, offending companies, let's say. You know, they can be delisted entirely or they can be dealt with uh, through purification. Fair enough. So tell me who decides, you know, if a company is Sharia compliant uh, or if it is not? Uh, generally speaking, there are uh, standards uh, for screening which have been established by Sharia boards in the past. Uh, most notably, the first uh, such uh, set of standards was used uh, to establish the Dow Jones Islamic Market Indexes back in 1999. And since then, a number of different uh, index providers have used criteria, which resembles very closely that original set of criteria. Uh, but it really comes down to uh, decisions by the Sharia Supervisory Board. Uh, an index is one thing. An asset manager is another, and asset managers uh, can work with their Sharia boards to deal with uh, situations that come up in the short term. For example, um, when Apple launched one of their new products, all of a sudden that company, which is almost completely free of debt, that company um, accumulated huge amounts of cash from those new sales. And what do corporations do with cash? They put it into interest-bearing short-term or long-term instru instruments. So all of a sudden, Apple became non-compliant. Uh, it, it, it 
fell afoul of, of some of our screens. But um, working with a manager, an asset manager, we the you know the, some some Sharia boards considered well this is a temporary situation, and we can allow this to continue for a certain period of time. We'll monitor it, and after that period of time, then we'll we'll look at it again. In the meantime, purification can be used to, if necessary. So. You know, but ultimately, yes, it's the Sharia board that makes these decisions, and Sharia boards can uh, uh, can be flexible when it comes to questions of uh, you know what what is an acceptable investment and what is not. Uh, would it be right to say that the ideal company for investment is one which is not involved in any business which is not Sharia compliant? Um, well, the the ideal company, of course, would be the interest-free company. Um, that, of course, happens very rarely in today's world. I mean, uh, corporations are more or less required by law, if not certainly by their shareholders, to maximize profits. So if they have money sitting in accounts, they're going to invest it in something. And the closest investment and the safest one, generally speaking, are, uh, is, is, is an investment uh, that, that, that bears interest, whether it's a a money, fund, a money market fund or, or, or a CD or a short-term deposit or whatever the case may be. So it's difficult to insist, or it's hard to find, almost impossible, companies that operate in the modern world uh, without any kind of exposure to interest. Um, and this is why we, uh, Sharia boards, generally speaking, uh, have, have allowed a degree of latitude with regard to uh, uh, interest, but of course with the stipulation that it has to be controlled, uh, regulated, watched, and in many cases purified. Fair enough. Uh, we see convergence in how Islamic equity indices and fund managers use the business screening, but we see quite a bit of variation in how the financial screens are used, and some use the market capitalization as the denominator some use assets and then similarly there are variations in cash and cash equivalents which a company may consider. Mm -hmm. How do you explain these variations? Well, uh, it's uh, obviously an imprecise science. Uh, it is, uh, we, 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 uh, when we approached the subject to begin with, we knew that it was going to be a challenge. Uh, certainly it's, uh, it's not an open and closed book. And uh, to be quite truthful, I think even in the first fatwa on the, uh, on the, from the Dow Jones Sharia board, we included something to the effect that uh, we would continue to uh, watch progress uh, in the market and, um, and, and, and continue to be open to new suggestions uh, and new technologies. And I believe that uh, in the near future we can expect to see, or over the course of time, we can expect to see many refinements. And so that partially explains the reasons for some of the differences as well, whether it's capitalization, market capitalization, or whether the base uh, is, is total assets, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and this is a good thing. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't subscribe to the idea that there should be one monolithic uh, standard and, and, and and then just leave it at that, because we're always making progress. Uh. Uh, what about positive screens? Uh, 
So far we talked about only negative screens. Are positive screens being also used by Islamic equity indices and funds? There are a handful actually of, uh, of uh, Sharia compliant funds that make use of uh, positive screens and um, there's even a uh, sustain uh, sustainability uh, index uh, that's been developed, Sharia compliant as well. I think this bodes well for the future because there are uh, a lot of similarities, uh, synergies between the socially responsible investing sector and the Sharia investing sector, and uh, in the future, I think that um, you know this is a good trend and something to be uh, something to be uh, worked on. Uh, you talked about purification. Just walk us through what does it exactly mean? Uh, purification is a process by means of which a an investment portfolio uh, with uh, can be cleansed of revenues or, 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 or income that is that may be uh, somewhat tainted, come that, that's come from questionable sources, and it's it's obviously an approximation. It's it's hard to, uh, to to be precise with these things, but it is important as a principle. Uh, to understand that, uh, to, to make use of, of, of purification because it, 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 uh, uh, the market is not 100% Sharia compliant. Um, no one imagines that it, that it will be in the, in the near future either. And so we have to deal with these things uh, in the best way that we, that we can. Uh, does Islamic negative screening or positive screening promise investors superior economic returns? No. Um, I think the best that we can do is to promise to be competitive with conventional returns and uh, with conventional uh, standards, uh, with conventional pricing. Uh, in other words, to put our uh, Islamic products in the same market. Uh, with conventional mar uh, 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 products and services. Uh, my final question would be, why would an investor not seeking Sharia compliance, how could he be interested in Sharia compliance equity investments? Uh, very simple, the bottom line. It, uh, if an Islamic fund is making money, uh, people quickly learn about it. Uh, for example, there may be ratings like uh, like Morningstar, there uh, are a number, or awards could be given, and when investors see that a fund, and it could be any fund anywhere in the world, is making money, then they'll naturally gravitate toward that fund, and they'll want, to, you know, they'll want to get in for the ride and make profits with the rest of people. So, if an Islamic fund is doing well, it uh, undoubtedly uh, will attract money from uh, other investors. And that has been the case, in fact. Uh, one of the most successful uh, funds here in the United States uh, estimates that over 50-60% of its investors are not Muslims at all. This concludes our Take 15. Thank you, Sheikh Yusuf, for your time. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Copyright 2009 CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. 
If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.